Good afternoon, and welcome to the Life Science Rush Hour with Matt Corcoran. As always, I hope everyone's having a great day. Today, I want to touch on an issue that I've repeatedly spoke about, and that is supply chain and supply supply chain disruption, um, and how that can devastate your company. Why I bring that up is I've talked about it with Ford, um, with some past clients I've had. <clears throat> But today, you know, what brought it up was Kerex. Kerex, as you may have seen in the news, uh, went into, emerged uh, with uh, Akivia, um, pretty much a merger of equals. I think Kerex actually will be a little bit uh, more of a controlling stake. Um, so it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Both of those companies will be competing against Fibrogen um, now, who is a little bit ahead of them in the, in the curve. But why I'm going back to supply chain disruption is because Kerrick's back in 2006 had a, a big supply chain issue. Essentially, one of their suppliers were shut down. What did this do? It caused them to be out for a few months. What did it do to the company? Well, when they announced this, the company, um, the shares of the stock plummeted almost 36%, um, which is huge. Um that's why it's so important for a company. They were fortunate; they had a ton of cash on hand. Um, they just released a drug, um, so they were vulnerable. Um, but you know, they also they, they did have some cash flow, most likely some stock on hand, and then you know, 155 million dollars or so in cash. So the question becomes: What if you don't have a an approved product, or you've just approved a product? And B, you don't have cash on hand or very little. Um, how would that affect your business? You know, it, the, the first thing people typically do, and I say, hey, are, are, are you protecting your suppliers? Are you protected from your suppliers? Is they say, yeah, we're good. We've got them, you know, we've got contingent business income. Okay, how much? What would happen if they're down? And they give me the answer. Hopefully they do have that. So, all right, how about the next in line? What happens if they're down? Do you, is that dual source or single source? As long as we're dual source the whole way, we're good. If not, we're going to be in trouble. So you have to look one step beyond and sometimes two and three steps beyond. You know, I read a book by Ray Dalio, um, or his, I guess his only book, um, and it's looking at the second consequence. And it's so important to do that. More often we just look at, you know, we, we look, you know, basically one, you know, one way, you know, we look at basically once once removed instead of the second and third removed, because sometimes that's where it's going to happen. Um, the other thing that, that can be a big concern, which I don't see coverage for the majority of time, is when there's there's, there's actually non-damage to a facility. So let's say they get a four-eighth or some sort of regulatory action. You know, how are you protecting yourself in those cases? Um, you know, FDA, uh, it's a life science, pharma, med tech, bio, it, it's a regulated industry, highly regulated. You know, FDA can come in there and say, hey, we're shutting you down. What would that do to your business? Did you know that there was coverage to protect you if one of your suppliers has a regulatory action and cancel over your product? You know, these are some of the things I think need to be asked instead of, trying to fit your risk into the insurance program. Instead, we should, you know, the brokers, we're at fault. 
we say, here's the policies we have, traditionally what's been used, and we're not thinking about, we're not looking at it from a map from your level. Hey, here are my risks. Here's what keeps me up at night. Um, can we protect those? That's not the questions we're asking. We're saying, what are you doing for general liability? What are you doing for products liability? Do you have DNO? Do you have cyber? Okay. Yeah, I got those. You know, no one's going to come on my premises and slip and fall. Uh, but what I am concerned about is if one of my suppliers has a 483, will my property policy respond? No, it won't. You know, someone infringes upon my patent. Will I be protected? No. I mean, these are the questions that they could really, in events, that could really put someone out of business or, you know, slow them down, allow them to delay funding or fundraising. Um, so many things can happen. And we as insurance brokers aren't asking the questions of what's really going to put your business, what could really put you out of business. And then figuring out, hey, yes, there is an insurance policy for that or no, there's not. But at least, you know, or hey, maybe there is. We go to the due diligence and it's too expensive. Hey, at least we know it's there instead of knowing after the fact. And, and unfortunately, again, we're not doing that and it needs to be done to protect your, your assets. And if you're a CFO or CEO and you're presenting your board, you can at least say, hey, we did our due diligence. The economics didn't make sense. So I'm always here to help you answer questions. Don't ask anything more from, from you um, except to, to reach out and, and ask questions, insight, anything I can do to help you. You can reach me at mattcork.com, email matt at mattcork.com, M-A-T-T, at M-A-T, Matt at MattCork, M-A-T-T-C-O-R-C.com. Um, thanks for your time today. And if I don't catch you, have a great 4th of July uh, holiday. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Take care.